urban leader, rector, reverend, deacon, elder, what the hell is a pastor? So Ethan, tell me about your classes. Oh my. So I've taken some interesting classes this semester. I have Obviously nothing has started yet, but I'm taking a class on theologies of culture hmm. with uh, a, a, a gentleman named Larry Bouchard, Dr. Larry Bouchard. He seems really cool. All right. And uh, I, I'm going to talk about that in a second because there's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm taking a class on the theology of Karl Barth um always a treat always a treat uh one of the professors that i've been talking to a lot and and who i met you know when i went for a visit uh is teaching at dr paul jones and he's a he's a bart guy he he, he does a lot of other things but but one of his things is bart and um and he's he and i talk a lot about my research and it's like yeah, you're going to have to take this class. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, well, yeah. I mean, if you're interested in powers, like Bart's got a whole section on powers and principalities and in the dogmatics and, you know, always thought Stringfellow was really smart. And so you're going to need to uh, take my class. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's not that I hate Bart, but like, you know, right. he's, he's Bart. Like, like listeners, Carl. If you don't know, Carl Barth is a early and mid twentieth century uh, German theologian, and uh, wrote, you know, like several dozen phone books worth of theology. <laughs> like, like just just a ton of theology, and in the kind of Protestant Western theology world there is theology before bart and then there's theology after bart mm -hmm. where where bart kind of is credited to sort of rethinking and re um understanding a number of themes and particularly protestant theology and uh he's just so mainstream <laughs> in the theology world and so it bothers me like the the per the the part of me that wants to be a rebel is like oh bart yeah but uh but uh, i once saw on youtube i forget who this person was it, it was one of those instances of like of like the youtube algorithm was like maybe you want to watch this one next and so i i haven't even been able to get back and find it but i once saw on youtube um a uh, a a really angering you know, a re uh, a white progressive guy uh, ask a a womanist theologian a question like in a in a like a panel and this sort of white progressive guy was like you know I forget exactly the question but but at one point in his question because most white progressive guy most white guys when they ask a question they also have to you know give you a thesis before they ask a question um in in his opening salvo of trying to ask a question trashed bart like made just some comment you know this offhanded kind of negative comment about bart and and this womanist theologian this black woman you know interrupted him and said first of all bart is not an idiot Right. I have I have lots of of differing opinions with Bart, 
and and Bart and I certainly don't agree on on eighty five to ninety five percent of of any of the stuff he says, but but Bart was courageous, incredibly intelligent, and deeply creative. Mm-hmm. So don't so do not trash the man. <laughs> and I was like, hey, there you go. So Bart's like one of those characters that you know everybody uh there's a lot of love and a lot of hate but like if you're a protestant theologian after bart you sort of have to work with bart like you, you right. kind of have to know bart so i'm taking that class i'm taking methods of research in religious studies um which is you know the the big research class that that everybody has to take and I'm taking a class on topics of religion, uh, which uh, is taught by Dr. Charles Matthews, who who is you know one of the one of the guys that I that that like in the public theology world you know is is fairly widely read. We read one of his books in public theology, um, The Republic of Grace, I believe, was the title of the book that we read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and he's teaching that class, and that's sort of up in the air. I don't know exactly what that class is on. It it's, it seems like we're ta- we're tackling a number of different um, topics, uh, you know, pertaining to religious knowledge and and uh, theologies of love and and lots of different things. And those are my four classes. Wow. Uh, so so far, I only have uh, the book list for two of them: the Carl Bart one and the theology is a culture one the Karl Barth one there's two books I have to buy the epistle to the Romans which is one of Barth's famous works and then there's a, another book that's like a collection of Barth essays that I have to buy but uh, the rest of it is just going to be reading from the church dogmatics and so Dr. Jones didn't make us all buy all 13 volumes of the church dogmatics which yeah. I appreciate yeah. um, but my theology of culture class, uh, there are eight books for that class, and we're reading all eight of them. Who is right? So, like, this is this is what I wanted to talk about. I may have uh, I may have misjudged and misbelieved uh, uh, Rick Elgendi <laughs> in uh-huh. seminary. So, in my one public theology class with Rick. Um, I wanted to write on uh, uh, um, Emily Towns' book, Womanist Ethics and the Cultural Production of Evil. Listeners, if you if you got to read one piece of womanist theology, read that one. It's like colossally brilliant. It's so cool. Um, very dense. It's not an easy read, but it's like really, really great. And uh, we read a chapter for that for, for class, and I wanted to write my final paper on using Emily Towns's paradigm, you know, and, and, and I was going to use Emily Towns's paradigm to analyze, um, Trump's inauguration speech. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I, which I actually love the paper. It, it was really cool. And so I, t- I sent an email to Rick because was Rick had us tell him what our topics were going to be. And so I sent an email to Rick. I was like, Hey, Rick, Hey, Dr. Ogandi, I, I, I want to do this, this, this. And he was like, okay. But uh, you have to read. You have to get a copy of the Cultural Production of Evil, and you have to read the whole book. You can't just use the one chapter we read in class. You have to know the whole book and and do it. And right. I was like, I was like, fuck, really? 
Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a, it's not a huge book, but you know, like, come on. And, and, else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he was like, and then he, after he said that, you know, he said in, in parentheses, also, um, if you were going to go for your doctorate, you would be expected to read the entire book in a week and not, <laughs> and not the, just the one chapter like I had you read. And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, I may have misjudged him. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so, so Emily Towns' book is actually one of the eight books that are assigned for this Theologies of Culture class. Nice. nice. Uh, and so I was like, oh, I have that. There's also uh, Richard Niebuhr's book, Christ and Culture, which I also have a copy of um, already. And, uh, and I'm going through these books. The books are really interesting. There's, there's one that kind of analyzes secularity in culture from the perspective of actually both Islam and Christianity, which seems kind of interesting. Ooh. There's a, a Catherine Tanner book that I'm excited for, Theories of Culture. Okay. Uh, there's a Paul Tillich book, Theologies of Culture. Um, there's a book by William uh, Jennings, Willie Jennings, on uh, 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 Theologies of Culture and Race. That's all really cool. Uh, and I'm like kind of going through it. I'm like, all right, 200 pages, 190 pages, 220 pages. It's a lot. And then the last book on the list is by Catherine Keller, the process theologian. I was like, ugh. <laughs> and, and it's Cloud of the Impossible, and it's 420 pages. Oh, no. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Come on. 420 pages of process theology for, for one class? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I was like, I quit. I'm done. Haven't even started, but I'm. <laughs> I quit this. I quit this whole thing. But no, it's it's. Uh, I'm really excited. I yeah. really am. But like, I also am like Jesus. Now I'm afraid. I'm afraid for the other stuff. I'm afraid that we're gonna like, because I haven't gotten the book list for the other two classes yet. So I'm afraid that I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna be like son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, this is <laughs> this is crazy. This is nuts. What do you want me to read? Come on. Yeah. But uh, it's good, had, though. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I had that experience with uh, my science and religion and literature class. Okay. Because uh, I, at Edinburgh, because I was like, oh, this is cool. We'll just, like, talk about some themes from Frankenstein. It'll be good. No, my friend, you'll be reading all of Frankenstein. And it was, I mean, it was whole novels each week. And I just remember, like, looking at it and being like, I will never be able to do this on top of all of the other reading for all the other classes and huh, is a bunch. And, but I, I read, I was surprised by how much I could read and how much I could like keep and absorb and, and like the stuff that I learned from that class. Uh, I uh, skimmed the poetry week, but that's okay. I, it's I have poetry it. silly. It was actually some really good stuff, but I did not care in that moment. I had other things to do. So yeah, yeah. No, I I also got when I got into Edinburgh, I was like, listen, as a physics major, I know how to do hard work. And then I uh, got to all this reading and I was like, well, fuck me. This is awful. But the <laughs> that research methods class, I don't know how they're gonna run it, but the one at Edinburgh was a lot of like um 
these are all of your best practices. This is how you structure a lit review. This is how you structure um, any type of like, this, these are the citations that we require, and this is exactly the way you will be doing it, and it's one point off if you miss a comma, and um, a lot of, like, really basic stuff that just, like, it just teaches you all of the technical things that you have to do in order to, to do academic stuff, and so I, while it was, it was a one-credit course, and it was, in many ways, a lot of people were like, this is a waste of time. But I was like, listen, the only paper I've written before this was 11 pages on the music of Oklahoma and it's World War II context. So like, I needed that. I did. I really, really did. And you know who also needs that? The majority of students at Wesley. Like it all comes back. It all comes full circle. (laughs) it's It's always Wesley. No, I just thought about that. When I, when I got to Wesley and I was like, especially when I was a TA, I was looking at these papers and I was like, nobody's told you, nobody, nobody has explained this to you. Like, I can't, I can't fault you. Nobody taught you. Like, oh, it was rough. But so hopefully that one will just be something that like, you know, and you're done and it'll be fine. Well, I mean, we'll see what ends, how, how that ends up going. Like, like I'm excited for all, all four of them, like for, for lots of different reasons. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like I, I mostly am nervous that – so all of them except for one is, are 100% online. Right. Because uh, this is pretty funny. So UVA announced uh, about two weeks ago their reopening strategy because UVA is reopening because everybody ultimately is because money. And I, I understand it's not smart, but I understand. Um, and, and one of UVA's reopening strategies really sounds great on paper, let me tell you. And mm-hmm. I mean it. Like UVA Health, you know, the, the, the health system at, at school, um, recommends for the reopening, and this is what they'll do. They said this two weeks ago, that 14 days prior to classes beginning, Every student, at the very least, every student is is recommended to quarantine for fourteen days, and so and then seven days prior to coming back, um, every student, staff, and faculty member will receive free of charge an at-home COVID nineteen kit. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a testing. You were getting a free testing kit. And, and if you fail the test, so like if you have it, uh, you can't come back to grounds. If you test a negative, it's not if you fail the test. Yeah, you know what I mean. I um, also, it was an interesting well, way of phrasing it. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I hate you more than anything. <laughs> I hate you more than anything. Um, but uh, and I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's thorough. That, that's really great. So. Uh, yesterday I received an email from UVA saying, uh, here is a link to, um, uh, ordering your kit, Hmm. you know, it's all free. It's all fine. This is is the system we're doing. You have to order your kit, put in, you know, where we're sending your kit and and all that. and, And, and then you're set, make sure you select university of Virginia and, and it'll be fine. Uh, you have two days to do this. I'm like, I have two days to do this. That doesn't seem right. Like, 
two days to do this in order to assure that everybody's kits arrive on time. The entire population of the university has two days from this email to order their kits. Okay. That doesn't, I mean, I, I used to go an entire week without checking my email. <laughs> we are so, very different people. <laughs> so I will see. And so I bring it up, uh, uh, fill out the information, hit submit. The website goes down. <gasps> and I kind of like stare at it. I'm like, hmm, okay. And so I do it again. And it worked. Admittedly, it worked after just the second try for me. I get on Twitter. I get on Twitter. Everybody is freaking out <laughs> at UVA. This one undergrad's like attempted to attempted to order my UVA COVID nineteen test kit. However, Rhode Island is not one of the states listed for them to mail it to, and so I do not get my kit. Uh the the website the website has gone down for everybody at least once one person is content is still trying to order them like like you know it, it, it's just falling apart joe um and and everybody's like i'm in danger <laughs> like, like this is this is not going to work <laughs> oh my goodness and so and so it's, <laughs> It's just all falling apart. And like, and, and it's so funny. Like, I find this really funny for a lot of reasons. One, I'm still really excited. Like, so luckily, most of my classes are online. The one that's not 100% online is the Carl Bart class. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but there's only like six people in the class. I think eight, you know, maximum. That's so super easy to do social distanced and with, with masks. Like, I, I'm going to try to go to it, that class in person, but you know, like it's also that class has also said that you know you, it can also be done 100% online as well, because they're gonna, you know, there's gonna be some things as well. We'll see, but but like the only thing I'm really worried about is that is that the libraries will be closed because oh. the libraries need to be open. To, for to do a third of what I do, you know, as a, as a doctoral student. And so like, I, I'm just like, man, what a, what a debacle, <laughs> what a debacle. So I'm, 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 I don't feel like I'm going to be unsafe. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the, even though the school is reopened, like it looks like a huge majority of professors have opted to do online. Um, which is probably wise. All what that means then is that grounds is going to be a a uh, an apartment complex. But like you know, yeah. I'm but I'm nervous that grounds will be shut down. Event you know after a few weeks, and I won't be able to have access to the library, and that'll make things really hard, and and it'll be no good. But what's really making me laugh is is I'm so excited to be a part of UVA. Uh, not least uh, because it's this like really prestigious, like really highly respected university. You know, it's a public ivy. It, it, 
it, it boasts uh, an Ivy League education and experience in a public university. It's like Chapel Hill, right? It's like North Carolina Chapel Hill, you know, like, like, and, and that excites me and makes me proud. And, and they can't get it together. <laughs> that's, that's what's so funny. It's like Harvard. Harvard's the same way right now. I'm following all this crap going on at Harvard, and everybody's like, get ready for the death wave. Like, like I'm like, you're Harvard. What yeah. do you mean you can't figure it out? <laughs> I, I have been, continued to be astounded by the fact that, like, I have had a building reopening plan in place for my church for months, you know, prepared for when, when it might be safe for us to open again. And that was just me pulling together a plan for best practices. And these universities that have so many people on their staff are fucking it up. Like, oh, nobody was ready. Like, I think everybody really, really hoped that it was just going to go away over the summer. But like, that that hope is not one that we should have been hanging our hat on. Yeah, I guess not. And like and like I'm following some really great um you know and 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 apparent and seemingly um reliable stories on a couple of different vaccines that are being produced and and some treatments and stuff. And like you know, I I am optimistic, perhaps stupidly, but but I think I am informedly optimistic for like spring mm-hmm. right like like I, it appears that there's some a handful of trials that are really going well and and you know we'll we'll see whose federal government it is by yeah. by spring um if it'll be trump's or if it'll be mega trump <laughs> depending <laughs> on if he, he comes to the next level you know uh-huh. um it's like Bowser and Giga Bowser. <laughs> it's, it's one of, it, which one will it be? Because it's probably not going to be Biden. Um, although it could be. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, like, so we'll see what that looks like. But like, I'm, I'm relatively optimistic for spring. But I think that that's what makes this, the fall so silly. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I get it. I understand why universities are opening i really do even though even though there is no possible way this is going to work right you know even though like like there's just not a chance that this will work not not a chance i understand why they're doing it um if they were to just be a little braver and and a little i don't know have, have a more moral vision for what they are doing Right. Um, they would just say, no, we're not opening until spring. You know, yeah. we're looking at the data. We're seeing that there's some really promising vaccination stuff going on. Um, e- even if the vaccines are 80% effective, that, that'll still be great. We can at least regulate it into uh, maybe the flu category of, of transmission, right? Right. <laughs> You know, and then that'll be okay. Like, like then, then, then we can open up. We can still take precautions, but, but we can open up and it won't be so bad. Instead, this is what's going to happen. Oh, Lord. And it doesn't hit me in the same way because, because my ride is paid for. Right. You know, and so I recognize that. But, like, man, you know, to the undergrads or, or to the folks who, who don't have that kind of 
scholarship package like 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 they're just tossing money away so craziness but that's what's going on tons of reading and and an already botched uh uh you know testing strategy that is just not working yeah yeah Okay, I have to pull myself back out of existential land. I'm not gonna. Yep. It's not my thing to worry about today. Um. Well, I'm excited for your classes. I'm excited for all of the knowledge that I will vicariously gain from you. So that's what I'm here for. I don't know about. Oh, it. I, I understand. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping to gain knowledge. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> wouldn't Wouldn't that be good? I'm excited though. I really am. Like, I I, I you know the the professors there, like not, not to, not, I'm not trying to make anybody jealous or upset. Like the professors that I'm working with are so cool. They really are. You know, there, there's the people I've met and the people I still need to meet. Like the research is so interesting and they themselves are really great. And, um, and I am, I'm, I'm really excited just to kind of, to do stuff with them and to talk with them and, learn so that's going to be good good that's going to be good well, I'm yeah you want to sign us off i can do that friends this has been a mini-sode of what the hell is a pastor we are spanx reebok and the dude and we will see you next time mm-hmm.